What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to your favorite podcast. Welcome to your favorite spinoff. It's Liga 3 em English, and this is the season one finale of Liga 3 em English. Yes, I know it's been a little while since the Liga 3 season ended, but I had to come up here and I had to wrap it up for y'all here on the final episode of the season. This is it for season one. 15 episodes, so 15 weeks we covered Liga 3 this year as a little bit of a trial thing. And um, yeah, it's been, like I said in previous episodes, it's been picked up by the PTB Media Network, by the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. All the powers that be agree that Liga 3 English must continue. Today, we're talking about, of course, the very final two matches that had to be played. It was the promotion relegation playoffs between the third place team in Liga 3, Lanc Vila Verdes, and the 16th place team in Liga 2, which we know was known at the time as Bisad, soon to be known as Cova de Piedad. Maybe, maybe not. There's a still that's still not been decided. There's still things to talk about there. I will get into that in the course of this episode. I am, of course, your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinu here with you once again. And for the first time, on video, Liga 3 English on video for the first time. If you're watching on Spotify as a video podcast, as you can see I'm wearing the brand new, uh, the brand new Slesson jersey. No, not not the men's Slesson. I'm wearing the Navigadores edition, the ones that the ladies are going to be wearing at the FIFA Women's World Cup later this month in uh, New Zealand and in Australia. It this this jersey is just it's fire. It took you know an extra month to get here because of a back order but it was well worth it it is the nicest feeling nike jersey i think i've ever purchased very very happy with the purchase despite it costing somewhere around 125 dollars yeah that was a, a bit steep but i i love this jersey um obviously it's a men's cut but it is the design of the women that the women's team will be wearing at the world cup later this month and speaking of this month, it is July. So to all the listeners, both in Canada and in the United States, it is holiday season. It is birthday season for those two countries. Happy Canada Day to my friends up north. Uh, you celebrated back on July the 1st. Today is July the 4th. So today is the birthday of the United States of America, where I am, where I was born. Happy birthday, America. Thank you for all that you have given me, for all the opportunity you have given me. I'm very, very blessed to be here. And I decide that in this horrible weather we're having here in New England, the northeast corner of this great country, uh, with all this rain falling, that I'm going to spend this holiday doing what I love to do, which is recording podcasts and catching up on all my projects that are falling behind. So we start right here with Liga 3 English, episode 15. The promotion relegation playoff. It is Longfield of Verdes versus B-Sad. Let's get right into it. We'll start with that. And I have it here on my other screen. The first leg took place. Uh, let's see here. The first leg took place back on June the 3rd. Okay, this match was played in Villa Verde at their home stadium. And it was played against B-Sad, like we said. And let's take a look. This one finished 1-1, okay, in what is one of the most beautiful stadiums I've seen in Liga 3 as far as aesthetically pleasing. Um, I'll talk about the stadium in a little bit when we talk about uh, the result of this and the fallout. But uh, from an aesthetic standpoint, watching this on on, on Canal 11, this is a beautiful stadium. 
I do have a pet peeve of in Portugal how many times they put the camera on the same side as the stands, especially in the lower leagues, and you look across at nothing. Well, in Vila Verde, you look a- across at nothing but beautiful nature. I mean, you see mountains in the background, nice green mountains and just rolling hills everywhere. It, it looks absolutely beautiful. There's a loud, supportive uh Fan base sitting on the on the stand, sitting in the stand that is on the same side of the cameras. From time to time, you get a handheld camera shot of the of the um, the stands and the very boisterous and the very loud, supportive Vila Verdes fans. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful stadium. We're going to learn in a minute that it apparently is not up to snuff for the Liga Portugal for the Portuguese level of football in Portugal, which I find a little bit disappointing considering some of the stadiums that we do see at that level. Uh, I find it hard to believe that this stadium is not at that level for the second division. I find that extremely hard to believe. I mean, this is, this stadium is just absolutely beautiful. So we look at it here and we look at the two teams coming in. As you know, Bissad is coming in out of 16th place in the Liga 2, and they know that just about everybody is rooting against them. They know that every neutral wants them gone, It can't, myself included, by the way. It can't be an easy thing to get yourself prepared to play and to get yourself up for these matches when, when you just know, first of all, you don't have any of your own fans. Bissad has virtually no fans, okay? Um and now you're going to play against an amateur team, which, let's be honest, Lankville Verdes is not that different of a project than what Bissad was when it began. Okay, this foreign investor, Lank uh, Technologies, came in from Scandinavia, bought out the majority stake of the Sad at Vila Verdes, a club that's been around for a long, long time, and took it over, okay, took, and now they're promoting them up the leagues. They've been through the through the districts, through the Campeonat the Nacional de Portugal, the CNS, the, the, the National Fourth Division, and now they are here in the Liga Trejan. They're playing for promotion. I'm pulling up the lineups right now as I speak because the website that I put on my screen is not showing it, so I'm making a quick audible here, and I'm going to bring up this one here. As it, it's just, it is something though. As much as we hate on, on, be sad for everything that has happened, we can't, um, we can't ignore the fact that Lunk Vila Verdense is kind of following in the same footsteps. And there's no saying that Lunk Vila Verdense in five years may not be in the same situation be sad finds themselves in here. But talking about this match, we know that. Everybody is pulling for uh, for Lank Vila Verdense. And actually, FOTMOB has almost no information available on this match, sadly. Um, the goal for Lank Vila Verdense, actually, the first goal came from Bisad. It was João Marcos in the fifth minute. And I know when my phone went off this on this day, this was, if I'm not mistaken, this was uh, this was my father's birthday weekend. So I didn't watch this live. I, I turned it on after I got a few alerts. Um I turned it on on my iPad, but I was at my father's house. Uh, we were celebrating his birthday. And um, happy birthday, Pop, of course. <laughs> it's been, you know, a month now. That was a month ago today. But um, we see um, João Marcos putting Bisad in the lead 
five minutes into the match, and I got nervous, and I said, you got to be kidding me. This team is going to stay up. Now, we already knew there's a fusion coming. There's a merger coming that had been agreed to, I believe, in principle. Not sure that had been put pen to paper yet, but that Cover the Piedad was going to take over the Bisad, Bisad's place in the football pyramid, okay? Um, the Sad from Bisad would now run uh, the new the new fused club that will be known as Cover uh, the Piedad, uh, a team who was relegated from Liga 2 last season, did not participate in football this season, did not play. So they were hoping to get back into the pyramid by fusing with someone. And here is the most opportune uh, you know, example. Bisad, a, a Sad that is dying a slow, miserable death. Nobody wants them around. And perhaps taking on a new identity as Cover the Piedad will be the saving grace for for the co- the the folks over at Code City that own the the sad known as Bisad. Okay. Um Andrew Marcus gives them hope in the fifth minute of staying up. But in the 30th minute it was Gonzalo Teixeira of Longfield of Verdense pulling level one one. It would stay that way into halftime. And this is where I started watching because I started getting even more interested. Uh Longfield of Verdense coming in with a lot of Firepower coming in, really trying to get forward behind their home crowd. Like I said, there's virtually no traveling support for Bisad there. Bisad doesn't even have a home. Let, let's be honest. They are not Bulanesish. Bulanesish was promoted to the second division. We talked about that in the previous episode. Okay, they got to the, the Liga Tres final match. Unfortunate for them. Fell short against Union Ladia, but they got there. They're going up. They're playing in their stadium that everyone recognizes as Bulanesish home. Bisad has had its, as they say, a casa costas in Portuguese. They've had their home on their back, you know, in a, in a backpack. They've been carrying their house around on their back like turtles ever since the split. They've played at Jamur. They've played in, in Stubal. They're, they've played in Rio Maior. They have played everywhere virtually um, as a home field, anywhere they could find a pitch when, when Jamur was not available. And, um, you know, they are the bad guy to everybody. So it cannot be easy to work in these conditions. I have to acknowledge that. Um, we, they've seen good players leave and they've not been really, really compensated for that. They've seen, they had a manager by the name of Silas who did well enough and then jumped ship, obviously became Sporting's manager at one time. Um, but from there on, it has been all downhill for Bisad. And this one now is one, one after 30 minutes goes into halftime one, one. And I think Bisad now starting to think that this is the writing is on the wall. The players know that they're going to become Cova the Piedad next season. The players know they're playing for a dying identity, a dying brand, if you will, if you want to use that word. I know that word doesn't sit well with everybody, but the players know that that is what is in their future, regardless of this result. But I think they put on a good professional performance in the second half. Uh, Bisad tried to get the winner. They they pushed forward. They They looked for it. Uh, they got players involved, but uh, the crowd was just way behind Vila Verdes here, behind Lunk. And, you know, the, the, the Lunk players really, really had belief in themselves here. And it would get a little tougher for them in the 79th minute. Yannick Samidu would see his second yellow card, and he would be sent off. And now Lunk had to survive the last 10 minutes of this first leg with 10 men. And Bisad would put the pressure on. They would. They came forward. They tried to get ahead. They tried to get that winning goal that would send them into the second leg with an advantage to give themselves every opportunity to advance. They would not be able to get that that go-ahead goal. This one finishes 1-1 in front of a healthy crowd. 
and it was a full house actually. I shouldn't just say a healthy crowd. It's, it was a full house in Vila Verde. And we've talked on this on this spinoff podcast about the differences of the crowds in Liga 3 versus the Liga Portugal and the Liga Portugal Deutsche or the Liga Sapseg as it's called. The first and second division. And then here in the top amateur division in the country, attendance is is much better looking, especially from a term from terms of percentage uh, of occupation, um, percentage of the stadium that's occupied. It is much better looking for for the Liga Tres than it is for the two professional divisions ahead of them, especially when you remove the big five from the first division. And um, uh, another healthy crowd here, but this one finishes one one, and it would come. To the second leg a week later, the 11th of June. And this one was played in Riumayor, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's what this uh, article I have here says, is that it was played in the in the municipal stadium of, of Riumayor. And you had Bisad hosting Lank Villaverdeans. And the side from the Minu looking to become yet another Minu club to play in pro- the professional football leagues in Portugal, trying to get their, their promotion. And João Batista would make that dream a reality in the 21st minute. He would score and put the visitors ahead in Rio Maior. And to be honest, they're both visitors in this one because Rio Maior does not have a, a you know, th- that, is, that is a beautiful complex. Don't get me wrong. It was for a long time. The training center for a lot of the youth national teams and for the women's national team in Portugal. Um, it's very much a nice training center. However, its club team uh, has folded. For for what I understand, Humayod tried to get into the football pyramid with this with this uh, facility, trying to have a home club. They got they played a little bit in the districts, but they went bust. Uh, they're no longer around. And this this facility survives by leasing itself out to other teams for training camps and lately for being the home of Vila Franquense of the second division. And that's another sad story. Long, uh, not long, excuse me. Vila Franquense will now be known as Sportivo das Aves next season again in this only in Portugal kind of thing that happens in the Tugel. Uh, where teams, you know, fold and and merge and, and recreate old clubs that have been that have been dead for ten years, uh, or in the case of Zavj, I think it was two or three seasons that they did not field a team, and now suddenly they're back in the second division because they're fusing with Vila Franquense, who could not get their stadium up to code for the second division. And I have to imagine Vila Franquense is gonna enter a team in the in the districts in the Portuguese dis, uh, sorry in the Lisbon district championships at the bottom division where Bolinense started, where Estrela Amadora started, where Athletic Club Portugal started, all of those teams. And um and so that is you know that's what's going on here. Both these teams all have you know this same story kind of going around and around and it is problematic and it's troubling it is something that I think if you're a fan of Portuguese football, you need to be a little bit concerned about the, the stability of a lot of these clubs playing in the, both the professional and the amateur ranks of senior football. Um, but in, like I said, in the 21st minute, turning back to this match, Villaverdense takes the lead thanks to João Batista. They hold that lead into halftime and into the second half. And again, mostly traveling fans at this match. And uh, from what I understand... <laughs> Bisad only allowed only allowed five percent of the tickets to be sold to Villa Verdense fans. 
Um, this was a big, another big um, polemic, another, another big controversy going into this match because this is a municipal stadium that holds, I don't know, 2,000 people, whatever. So 5% of that is, is next to nothing. And that's all the tickets that uh, that Bisad would allow Longfield Verdens to purchase because that's all they're required to give them by, by rule. And therefore, this match was played in front of very few people. Um, it was, it's sad that such an important match, what should be such a big day for, for both of these clubs was played in front of virtually nobody. But then in the 90th plus seven, Bissad's hopes would be all but dashed when Brahima Sambu would be sent off. They would have to finish with 10 men needing a goal to force extra time. It wouldn't happen. Congratulations, Lunk FC Villaverdance. They are promoted to the second division. Thanks to this playoff victory, winning on aggregate two to one against Bisad. And there's nobody sad about this. Very, very less than a percent of the Portuguese population or the football watching population is going to feel any sympathy for Bisad. That is said, the human side, let's remember these are professionals, these are players, these are coaches, this is staff, there's a kit man that are all being relegated, and their career is now in. You know, in peril, they don't know where they're going to play their football next year. And we don't know if the newly fused BSAD slash um, Cover the Piedad Club will field the team this year. So now that it has been a month and um, I'm on the Liga Treja's Wikipedia page um, on my other screen. And it does have Cover the Piedad listed as a participant in the upcoming season of Liga Treja. However... A quick search through the through the news here, and the news came out. Let me see if I can pull it up here. The news came out a, a week or two ago, I guess. Um, and you have the the clubs that are licensed. Well, this is first. This is first going to be referring to Lank Villaverdes, and um, it is. Lunkville Verdens is licensed for professional football. That's the that is the the story, the headline here. As the port, this is courtesy of Ujogu. Okay, so take that for what it is. But this is this is their story, and it says that uh, I'm translating here, but I'll I'll read it in Portuguese first. The Liga Portugal emitiu um comunicado no qual refere que o licias Licenciamento, that word has got my tongue tied. Let me try this again. Licenciamento do clube que subiu ao segundo escalão de cor até o dia 3 de julho. O Casa Pia da Primeira Liga vai jogar em Rio Maior. So the, the Portuguese Football League announced their licensing. Okay. Lanc Vila Verdense has been licensed. However, I guess, or I shouldn't say they've been licensed. What I just read is, um, their licensing was put off until July 3rd. That was yesterday. I still have not found, I've been searching all day. I have not found a definite answer on whether or not they were licensed or not for the second division. This is just mind blowing stuff. If you are not familiar with Portuguese football, if you can imagine, you know, Wrexham winning promotion, for example, from the national league into league two. And then finally the, the announcement coming out and saying that they weren't licensed for professional football for one reason or another facility reason, whatever. 
this is essentially what happens in Portugal. So um, I still don't know the final answer about Lunk Villaverdense, but um, they are still okay. So the the headline says they are in analysis under analysis. So they're still looking at it. As of today, I don't have an answer, but I'm confident that they will be licensed. The problem is their facilities. And they did have some, we didn't really talk about this because I think I started this um, this podcast, this spinoff. Around the time that this was this was un- undertaking, um, there was some issues with Longfield over this. Earlier this season, back in December, the players were threatening to go on strike because they were missing payments. Okay, so they were behind in paying salaries. Uh, that have obviously got straightened out, but it looks like they may not be licensed for the second division at the time of recording this. Uh, I hope that's not the case because that just makes this whole that just makes this whole playoff completely a waste of time. Because what else that will do is it will save Bisad slash Cova de Piedad. Because while they're not the funny thing going on with Bisad Cova de Piedad, that fused entity is that they still registered themselves for the second division, knowing they had been relegated. And they have not been licensed for the amateur league for for Liga Tres yet, but they have licensing, I believe, to play in the second division. So we don't know yet which one, if this playoff was played all for not, or if um, this new fused club of Bisad slash Cava de Piedad, it's expected they'll be known as Cava de Piedad, will be playing in Liga Tres this season or not. Like I said on the Wikipedia page, it already has them shown there as accepted into the league. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I know that the stadium at which Vila Verdense plays their home matches is not up to par, according to the Portuguese, the, the Liga Football, or the Liga Portugal, excuse me. And I completely disagree with whatever could possibly be holding them back. Okay, because you see stadiums in this league, in these two top divisions, that shouldn't be sanctioned either. Chihuahua comes to mind right away. Chihuahua comes to mind right away. I had read earlier in the the summer that Vila Verdense had submitted a different a different stadium as their home stadium for next season, uh, either Barcelos or or I, I don't somewhere else nearby in Minu. They had listed as their their borrowed home for the season, while their current stadium was brought up to snuff. I really. I don't know. They, they, the league is not very transparent about what these recommend, what these requirements, excuse me, excuse me, are. The club is not very <laughs> transparent on what um, what adjustments they need to make, what improvements they need to make. So it's very hard to to know what's going on here. But according to this article, they were still in analysis. And of course, first divisions Casapia will play in the place we just talked about, Humayor. Long, long way from where they belong in in Pinamanique in Lisbon. And it is getting infuriating, to be honest with you. I don't care if it's the fault of the municipality of Lisbon. I don't care if it's the fault of the club. This is ridiculous. This is embarrassing when teams get promoted and don't have the facilities and aren't given the proper funding to, to get those facilities. Promotion into the football league, the Portuguese equivalent of the football league, should come with a big enough prize to be able to put your your facilities up to code within a year. Now, I know with, with Casapia, which really is not relevant to Liga Tres English, but with Casapia, 
They're waiting on permits, which have taken over a year. We know how bureaucracy works in Portugal. We know how slow government works in Portugal. I have not been silent or quiet about my feelings of government in Portugal at all. And uh, you know where I stand on that. And this is just another example of that. But, um, yeah, it looks like it says here that, again, further down that the uh, the evaluation was put off until June, the th sorry, July the 3rd, which was yesterday. None of the major papers today have any information regarding that. Um, maybe I'll tweet that out when I, when I learn it, uh, follow me on Twitter. The, if you're watching, it's right there on your screen. It is at Mike Agostinho. That's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. That's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O at Mike Agostinho. And I'll try as soon as I know something to tweet it out and help you, um, help us all make sense of what's going on here. But, um, it's unknown yet if Lank Villaverdense will join the second division or not. And uh, it's not 100% sure that either Sporting Covilhã or Cava da Piedad will join Liga 3. That's because both of those clubs have registered for the second division. Sporting Covilhã's president, despite finishing last place, said he believes that clubs ahead of him are going to not meet the requirements whether it be financial, whether it be facility, whether whatever it may be, that they will not meet the requirements for the 2023-2024 Liga Sabseg, the second division. And he believes that his club is still going to play in the second division. So he has registered him, them in both competitions. So that will remain to be seen. Uh, promoted from, from the Campeonato Portugal, we have four teams, which I talked about. Primeiro Dezembro, congratulations to them bringing Sintra back to the third level of, of football in Portugal. Atlético Clube de Portugal returning to the third level. And uh, congratulations to them again. Another club that had to basically fold, restart from the bottom. And here they are back at the third level where they were. Lusitania Lorosa returns to Liga 3 after a one-year stay in the CNS. They were relegated from Liga 3 a year ago. They are back next year. And, of course, Viana do Castelo will be represented by Sport Club Vianense next season in the Liga 3. And we've already talked about the relegated teams. Um, also coming from the second division, which I need to mention, is Trofense as well. Um, they will join the Liga 3. So relegated from Liga 3 to the Campeonato de Portugal, to the, to the CNS. We talked about this uh, a few episodes ago, but it's Fontinhas, Moncarapachense, Montalegre, Paredes, Real Sport Club, São João Ver, Vitória Stubal, historic Vitória Stubal, going down to the fourth level. Still can't really get over that one. And Vitória Guimarães B. Um and the way it finished in the Campeonato Portugal in the CNS, if you don't know, uh, the champion was Athletic Club de Portugal. They won the final at Jamor 3-0 over Viennese. They got goal. This was played on the 11th as well, on the 11th of June. Uh, they got a goal from Luizinho in the 49th, Pipas in the 60th, and Lanyu Neves in the 66th. And Athletic Club de Portugal returning as champions to the third level. Congratulations to both of those teams on their promotion. And as well, congratulations, as I said, to Primeiro Dezembro and Lusitania Lorosa 
to on their promotion. So this is what Liga Trish to 2023-2024 is going to look like. Okay. Uh, we have in Serie A now. Now there's a change this season. There's only 20 clubs in the upcoming season. As opposed to 24, eight were relegated, four were promoted. We talked about that. There is only uh, 20 clubs, like I said, two sections of 10 this time. The rest of the of the, the championship will run the same way, okay? The top four in each city will be promoted to the promotion series, will, be, will advance to the promotion series, while the bottom six will play in a relegation series, much like they did this season. Okay, this reduces the total number of, of matches played as well, which is disappointing. I think the teams in this level need to play more matches, not less matches. However, the finances say otherwise. The teams need to stay afloat and fewer trips, <laughs> fewer trips and fewer, you know, expenditures on things like lights and things like that may make all the difference. So, and I, from what I've, I've learned in my research is that the plan was always to reduce Liga Trish to 20 teams. However, Many of the the diehard fans out there, more of the grassroots fans, people like myself, I, I I do back this notion that I think it should be a single table twenty team uh, championship with thirty eight matches, so that the teams play enough matches and the players grow and the players elevate and give themselves plenty of opportunity to show themselves, especially now because the third division is fully televised, thanks to Canalons, and even Abola TV has will have some matches this season. Uh, I think a 38-match season is exactly what these players and these clubs need from a footballing standpoint, but from a business standpoint, from a finance standpoint, from what I understand, that is just not doable right now. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to play two sections of 10, 18 matches, and then they will play a further six or eight, six, six or 10 matches in their following series i think it'll be six more matches it's going to end up being just a 24 match season this year for these teams and i think that's a little bit low i do from a footballing standpoint and i think that the federation should step in and i think that the federation needs to subsidize these clubs a little bit more for the good of the game i mean this federation i'm where i paid 125 dollars for this jersey to the federation millions of them have gone out how many men's national team jerseys with the number seven on them are being sold around the world, just the licensed ones. This federation has the money to do better. I know the federation has invested heavily in Le in Canalons and in this Liga Trish and in the women's Liga BP. I understand that. I think the Liga BP is in the same boat as as the Liga Trish. They need more matches. They need more matches between the top teams. Okay, they need to so that we can shorten that. Teams need to play against clubs that are in their range of ability so that they can all elevate each other and all get better. But this is the plan for 2023, 2024, like I said. So in Seti A, which I'm going to undoubtedly call the North, uh, you have Anadia, Braga B, Canelish, Faf, Felgueiras, Lusitania, Lorosa, Sanchonense, Trofens, Verzin, and Vianense. Seti B, or the South, Primeiro Dezembro, Académica, Alverca Amora, who just signed Rui Costa's son, by the way, that's in the headlines today, uh, that Rui Costa's son signs with Amora. Uh, Athletic Club Portugal, Caldas, my club, you see, if you're watching the video, you see the old 1990s Caldas jersey behind me. 
Um, Cova de Piedad, as they're being called right now. We'll see if that ends up being them or if Blanc Villaverdense comes back in. That's going to shift somebody south out of out of Serie A. We'll, we'll see what happens. But this is tentative as of right now. Oliveira do Hospital, Sporting de Cuvillan is going to play in the south. A lot of traveling coming up for Sporting de Cuvillan and Sporting B. So as you notice, there is no team from the islands represented this season in Liga 3. And I don't see anybody from Algarve either. So um, the teams in the southern section in the in the Serie B are going to have much less travel. Um, with the furthest trip north being to Covillan. And the furthest trip south would be to the Marajan Sul, it looks like. And up north, you have your furthest, you have some far north sections. But again, the furthest south that uh, anyone's going to travel in the Serie A would be to the Aveiro region, it looks like, to Anadia. So um, I may be wrong. I may be wrong about somebody there, but I believe that. No, it looks like that is as far south as, as anyone will have to travel in Serie A. So maybe this will be a financially good season for these teams. We'll wait and see. But those are the 20 teams that will make up the 2023-2024 Liga Trish. And I'll be back when the, when it starts, okay? Um, again, follow me on Twitter at Michael Christina. That's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. Follow the podcast at Benfica Mister, of course, on Twitter and the PTB Media Network at PTB underscore media. I'm about to hit the road this week. Later this week, I'm traveling. I'm going to go ground hopping with my seven-year-old son. We're going to four matches in 10 days across uh, across uh, the this eastern half of the United States. So I'm excited for that. Tune in to the YouTube channel, the PTB Media Network's YouTube channel, because I'm going to be making some some travel vlog videos for those matches. We're going to be check out some some Major League Soccer matches uh, as well as a lower league match as well or uh, a MLS Next match, which is the equivalent. It's the American equivalent to the Liga Revolução in Portugal, the, the uh, U23 league. And uh, we're going to be checking that out. And I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be driving a lot of miles or kilometers on my Honda Civic. I'm excited. I can't wait, but I will be creating some content along the way. So please follow the social media sites and um stay tuned and make sure if you haven't yet if this is your first time listening subscribe to mr befica so you can get every episode of liga Trish and english on this feed okay it's been a pleasure to bring it to you this season uh 15 weeks 15 episodes there'll be many many more next next season and we'll talk about all the drama all the suspense as you know that the promotions and the relegations are going to come down to the very end. They're going to come down to the last day, and then there'll be championship phases, relegation phases. There'll be playoff matches. Everything you could ever ask for in an amateur football competition that can captivate people, you know, from the, again, from all of our hometowns, north, south, central, and islands, but no islands next season. Unfortunately, there is no no islands next season. Hopefully they find their way back into this level because I think it's also important for football, both in the Azores and in Madeira, to be playing at this level in in front of a national uh, audience, you know, for in front of national eyes. I think it's very important for the players on those clubs and for the people living in those places. Again, this league really takes you to the cities and towns across the country. That's what I love about it. Yes, we all love our club. We all love Befica if you're listening to Mr. Befica. But uh, we also do like our hometown teams. We also do care. The, the notion is that we only care about 
our big club and we don't care about our, our local clubs. And that's just not the case. I've heard from you guys all season. So thank you for interacting with me all season. I look forward to another one next season. Talking about your favorite clubs here in Liga 3. This is it. I'm the Mr. Mike Agustinho signing off for season one of Liga 3 English. It has been a pleasure. Congratulations to the champions, Union Ladio, one more time. Congratulations to Bulanes for promotion. And congratulations for now, at least, Lunk FC Vila Verdance for their pending promotion. Again, if I, as soon as I know something, I will tweet it out on my Twitter at Mike Agustinu. That's it. I'm the Mr. I'm signing off. And I'll see you next season for more Liga 3 and English here on the PTV Media Network.